Hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. There's a countdown. I know. For our (laughs) listeners, we've like upgraded our platform that we're recording on. So like living our best life right now. We got a countdown and everything. Look at us being professional. Well, we have a countdown, but we're lacking the Zoom um, face smoothing feature. (laughs) Oh my God. Stop. It's hurting my feelings a little bit, but I appreciate the countdown. I mean, we're still exceptionally gorgeous. So I'm just going to go with that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I'm talking about myself. You are exceptionally gorgeous, but um, I'm not. <laughs> my feelings were hurt. I literally was like, oh my gosh, I need to go and put makeup on and all of the above and get lots of filler. And we'll, we'll update on that when it happens because it's oh happening. I've literally emailed my dermatologist being like, I need to come in. I yeah, need you- stuff. I need, I need God. So please, please fit me I in. We'll confirm said things that she actually was reading an email from her dermatologist, y'all, before we recorded, based on what she saw off of this platform that we're recording on. Yes, it was pretty yes. comical. So thank you, thank you, Riverside. <laughs> um, anyway, um, it's been a while. I am no longer COVID positive. Well, I don't know. I haven't taken another test, but. My voice is back to being higher and annoying, so I think that's Not a good annoying. <laughs> I love it. We all fucking love it. That's why we listen to it because we love your voice. I'm here for it. I'm. You're like the like real like New Yorker, and especially as we get more alcohol in you throughout the session, like more Brooklyn comes out. And over here, I'm like I'm the sex operator of the group. <laughs> like, <laughs> can I pimp you out? As a, no, there, there's got to be a market for that. Maybe we can, should you, you should do Calm, the Calm app. Actually, oh, wait, so, you know, I know that we recorded last week about it just like that mm-hmm. in the midst of the bachelorette party, by the way. So I don't even know how many margaritas I was in because it's kind of a little fuzzy. I forgot that we did it until I saw the Instagram videos. And one of the girls who is an avid listener, I want to shout you out. Hey, Elena. Um, Elena, not to be confused with Alina, because it gets very confusing when we're together. Um, but she literally was like, Maddie has the best voice. Oh, my God. Stop. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. And we decided that you should, like, send a snippet or whatever, a sample into the Calm app. And you should just tell bedtime stories. Or... Sorry, That's my dog is like idea. staring at me from outside. He wants to be what? <laughs> the room. It's Benji. So it's like his like Aww, little tiny little curly ass, just like, bitch, why aren't you letting me in? Um, yeah, so we've decided that you should do that. I actually really love that. So, fun facts when I was in um, elementary school, my teachers would pick me to read out loud in class. 
Um, and the philosophy around that was like, oh, well, Maddie loves to read and she sounds so good, but they never said that out loud. They, they only do. told my parents during report card. You remember when like you have the parent teacher conferences and they would yeah. go for report cards and shit? It was one of the things. It's like, oh yeah, her voice. Like she, because I also used to act out the characters as I read out loud too. I could see that. I'm not yeah. surprised. <laughs> yes, That's amazing was, that you've been doing it for that long. Yeah, I mean, would my dream be to be a voice actress? 100%. But I also have the face to be a real actress. Don't you think, Alina? Duh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I have to just like, I think we should post a photo She's so of him. mad. He's so mad. I'm going to go let him in really quickly because I yeah, think he might it. kill me. Hold on. Go and for Nina it. Nina Benji would kill me. So hold on. And the dog has officially been let in. Yes, and we will we will show you all the photo of of the death stare that I just received from that. Okay, so Maddie, you are going to I'm sending it to you right now so you can see why I had to get up and interrupt us. Um, so Maddie is going to be a call no a sex operator slash calm yes. app bedtime story reader. Oh my god, this um, face right now with Benji. He's literally looking at you like, bitch, if you don't open this fucking door yeah. right now, I will I'm fucking scared cause of him. chaos. <laughs> I'm, I'm really scared of him. Okay, so anyway, what have you been up to? New Year's resolutions? I don't believe in those, you know that. that Tell is me what yours are. Great question. Um, so New Year's resolutions are always an interesting one. So when I was younger, I actually did like this whole ritual with my friends where I'd be like, okay, we'll write all the things that went wrong or that didn't go according to plan at the end of this year. We'll write it all down and then we'll like roll up the paper and we would all burn it together. Um, and then we would then get another piece of paper and write out like what we wanted in the new year. So that was like junior high, high school then of course college happened and later years and I just kind of like did not give a damn about resolutions um but I think this year I'm all about just like doing what feels good you know like doing what feels good for my body doing what feels good for like work like I just feel like that's the main focus of like stop doing the things that are like painful and don't bring joy because really life is fucking short as we all know so it's not like anything explicit so like reading more but like not doing it just like check off a box but reading the things that I actually enjoy reading so if there's something I'm reading and I don't like it I'm just gonna put the fucking book down and like go grab something else you know you know I love that you are like fuck the metrics no more OKRs. hundred percent. I was like, we are done sense? here. <laughs> <laughs> we are done. I'm going to do what I want when I want. hundred percent. I'm very supportive of this. Oh, thank you. What about you? Any resolutions for you this year? No, I don't do well when people tell me and people being myself included. <laughs> like I, I just don't do well when I'm doing something because someone told me to do it again, mm. even if that's me. So. I mean, I guess the closest thing to a resolution is, as you know, my sister's wedding is next month, or mm. it's literally in a month from today, um, oh and I want, it's in Tulum, mm. and apparently there's like a TikTok that's going around, you know, I don't have TikTok, where a bunch of like 22-year-olds are making fun of 30-year-olds for the way they were dressed at a beach club or something, and like, Jesus my goal Christ. is to just not be that 30-year-old. 30 something. So I'm trying to work out a little bit more than I was. I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier. Mark is like, got me on this half an avocado for breakfast 
deal. Okay. Oh, and I'm also no longer eating meat. But see, that's not like a resolution. Oh, okay. It's not a goal. It's more like I'm doing this because oh, I want fair. to. I like that. I like because I want to look it's like snatched in pictures. I hate that word, oh, but anyway. Okay, girl, looking snatched yeah. and shit. Um, I will say. You keep me motivated on that Apple Watch game. Also, Ooh. I need to buy a new Apple Watch because my shit is not being recorded anymore, which is like pissing me oh. off so much. We're the literally data like integrity think, is lost. It's so <laughs> lost. It sucks. Literally now, every time I go out on a walk, I have to like like a really heavy duty walk for like an hour. I have to like put in other instead of like cataloging a walk because it doesn't register it otherwise. Uh-oh. Which is like wild to me. Yeah. Um, even when I'm doing high intensity interval training now, like I, for those of you, okay, who you need don't a know, new watch. <laughs> clearly, clearly, <laughs> well, I need a new watch. If your heart rate at like 170 it really beats isn't. per minute, it's gotta go. I got Sorry. this, as you know, like I'm really into like VR and I downloaded Supernatural and it has boxing classes. And so I'll do like boxing for a good half an hour or an hour and the watch won't catalog it which drives me up the goddamn wall. And so new watch is on its way. Okay. Love this. I like, but I will say you are the one who is motivating me to get physically active. Well, I don't do hour long classes. I tend to do like 20 minute slow yoga flows, but I'm telling myself that that counts. It does. Um, It totally does. Okay, so love this. Let's continue to compete because you hit your move goal every day, and I think I hit mine once every six months. Yeah, but your move goal um, is like double mine, so that's why. <laughs> but I have, I was about to say I have dogs, but you have a dog. I was like, yeah, I, I have a dog. My too. Dogs. Um, okay, well, watch this space. We're getting snatched for 2022. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of technology that we are purchasing, and yes. replacing. I got a new mix. Roomba. Although it's wait, not you a, Roomba. a new Roomba. Wait, wait. So my Roomba that I bought secondhand a year ago shit the bed. It was garbage. Wasn't doing anything. <laughs> so loud. I hated it. But I was like, mm. you're gonna milk this. I bought a new one, and I bought the cheapest one I could find on Amazon, and it's in white, so it's mm. cute. And it is my favorite thing in the world, and it has a little remote control that I've been, like, controlling around the house. Because I had I had seven girls. Oh, wait, yeah. no. Six girls plus Moro, so seven girls. The <laughs> amount of hair that was on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, I am not going around vacuuming this with my fucking hands. So yeah, no. I literally bought a new Roomba or whatever, a new thingy. That is thingy. amazing. It's amazing. And today I was literally just walking around the house with the remote controlling where it went. And I was like, I could probably do this faster with an actual vacuum. But anyway, love it. We'll link it in our bio or something or however you do that in our stories because you all need it. And it's like $150, which is very cheap in the robo vac world. I'm learning. Um, Um, so I bought Pierre Roomba a while back because as our viewers or our listeners know, Pierre is a cleaning OCD freak. Um, and Alina has even been surprised because I would say this all the time to her until we started traveling together, all of us as like couples. And she was like, wait, no, he really does have a problem. I was like, yeah, no, it's 24 seven like this. So I bought him a Roomba. Lo and behold, this thing is fucking collecting dust because Pierre is like, Doesn't think I it's will good do enough. a better job than the fucking Roomba. Okay. The Roomba sucks. <laughs> Get him a Eufy. I think that's how you say Eufy. 
It's E-U-F-Y. How do you say that? Eufy, right? Eufy, I guess. Yeah. Well, actually, speaking of pronunciation, sorry, not to change the subject, but I, I have to tell you the story how this morning... Oh, God. <laughs> I read an article or a meme or something, and one of the words was A-B-L-E-I-S-M. Do you know how to say Ableism? <laughs> Fuck. Okay. What did you think so, it was? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, and I read it, and I read it as ableism. <laughs> <laughs> but so I guess I like what? it's fine because it's like unless you know what it is in the context okay. of like. You know, having heard someone talk about it before, I can understand how one would perceive it well, as such. If I could read, I think I would have understood <laughs> what it was. But anyway, so so I literally Googled it. I was like, oh, what's a bleism? So I Googled it. And, and I didn't even look at the definition. I saw the pronunciation and I was like, oh my God. I love it. Yes. yes. Anyway, I wanted to tell you that, especially because this is like our first recording or our first day back yeah our first yeah, yeah. episode back we're ready to amazing. go no more covid and i was just like if there was any concern <laughs> that i was like not being the basic enough that literally <laughs> i'm not kidding I, I i was really i was like should i be mad at myself or is this Okay. I, don't, I literally I thought a lot of things. I was like, my brain was like, I'm not really good when people like spell things out loud to me. I had to see it written. And then you started going through it and I thought the word was going to be longer. I was like, uh-huh. A B L E. And then you, you, I was like, able it some, what, what, what's complicated with that one? I don't know what it, a bleed. How do you I love know? It. I love it. I love it. Is that a honestly. word that people know? Because yeah. Ableism. I, well, I genuinely was like, huh? <laughs> and I feel like I haven't had a moment like that in that in a while. Yeah. Anyway. This was the last so, that I needed, Elena. Everybody perfect. needs Robovax. <laughs> everybody needs Apple Watches that work and record your efforts because data integrity is very important. Mm-hmm. Fuck OKRs. Yeah. And then and clearly we need Google to be able to pronounce new words. Well, in that case, uh, <laughs> I love it. I mean, I think I think this is like the perfect thing that we should now then transition into our BBQs, which yes. I know folks have missed for a while. No. Um, okay, wait, hold on. I remember my job. Your job, your one job. Um, and for those. Timer. Yes, thank you, Alita. Um, And for those of you who may be joining us for the first time or need a little reminder since it's been a while, um, our BBQs are essentially our basic bitch quickies where we do a lightning round of top headlines from the week and give our quick top of mind thoughts about it. So um, I've kind of pulled a few. This week I think we're going to cover four since it's been so long. Um, But this time I really think we should keep it to two minutes each. Oh, okay. Well, at least maybe for the two first topics, I think we can keep it to two minutes. And okay. then we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. So the first topic is Betty White, Sydney Poitier, and Bob Saget's death. And go. I don't know it's, who the fuck Sydney Poitier is. Oh my 
God. He's like one of the um, first black actors who ever received an Oscar. He. Um, what is he in? Give me a little more. I need a little more. Oh, God. Um, let me pull some things up. You probably wouldn't have seen anything that he ever did because it was um, like older. Okay. Like older classics. Well, while you're doing that, um, Betty White, I know this is so awful. And I mean, rest in peace. I love Betty White. One of my favorite movies ever is The Proposal, which I know is not necessarily like her shining moment, but love Betty White. I think she's amazing. And, you know, obviously she dealt with a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. And I think she was like a pioneer without being a pioneer in a lot of ways. It's so corny and I'm mad at myself for saying that, but I couldn't think of anything else in the moment. But I remember. So I saw it and I'm not the kind mm-hmm. of person that's like, let me share this with everybody. And mm-hmm. I remember you shared it with me and my response was, why does everybody think they know her? Remember, I was just like, rest in peace. Yeah. Very like, it's sad yeah. that we as a society have lost God's angel, but yeah. I don't know her. I can understand that. I think that for me, sad. it's more so like the emotional attachment based on like elements to childhood like for me I grew up watching Golden Girls um and so for me there's like sort of an emotional pull towards her because it was like moments that I shared in with my mother from a very young age um for Sydney Poitier it's like one of the movies that I remembered watching with my dad was Guess Who's Coming to Dinner where basically this girl brings in her African-American boyfriend for the first time and it was supposed to be like um you know, really good, like, Hollywood film, talking about race relations, all that good stuff. So I used to watch films with my dad, like, older films like that. Um, and then when it comes to Bob Saget, like, come on, America's Funniest Home Videos, and then, like, Full House. Like, that was, like, he was, like, our, our like, okay, our Hollywood we're, we're, dad. We're allowed a couple more minutes on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sydney Poitier, I don't know who you are. Rest in peace. Um, no. Fair. <laughs> No, 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 no. Look, I think it's so sad that Betty White is no longer here to give us the proposal. However, I guess the way I see it is, like, she was almost 100. I'm very mad she didn't make it to 100. Yeah. But I also think it's kind of poetic. Oh. So, Ami was, like, telling me when I told him, he was like, you know what's hilarious is I was actually, he was was telling me this. He was like, yeah, I actually was thinking, because they were going to make, like, a big spectacle, like a TV spectacle about our 100th birthday. Yes. He's still doing it. I know, I know. But he was, like, saying how, he's like, wouldn't it be insane if she died before then? And then, lo and behold, and he was like, oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God, God. your brother killed Betty White? Stop! He's going to listen to this and be like, oh, dear God. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. I'm so sorry. Someone's dead. Um, no. Okay. So, I I think that is like it would have been amazing for her to see that. Yeah. I think the crazy thing is like it's not like she was super sick. That's yeah. when. I, that's why I think everyone was shocked. And the same thing with Bob Saget. Apparently, she had a stroke beforehand. I was like, I, like didn't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Which is. So sad. Um, anyways, rest in peace, okay. these folks. It usually happens in threes. Yes. Let's hope no other big name goes yeah. in the Wait. night. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to just bring up something. I, I know we're like four minutes over, but Bob Saget. Yeah. Again, Full House was like my jam when I was younger, right? Mm. I wanted to be DJ. I said how rude a lot. I still send the Michelle Tanner, you got it, dude meme whenever I have an opportunity, however, or gif, jif, whatever. 
what happened? Because I thought we were unsure about Bob Saget. Did like I just feel like there was like it was glossed over because yeah. do you not remember that there was this whole controversy? Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, it, it seems like this is not founded in anything, and it was maybe a little bit whatever. But I thought he was canceled. Oh, so, to, so to see like the reactions of everybody, I was like, wait a minute. I thought he was a pedophile. Wasn't there like a concern? So I Googled it because of course I'm an awful human being. And the thing I do is I'm like, oh, what'd you do wrong in your life? Right. Now that you're dead. And I guess that there were some allegations and it's mm. because he, remember he was like such a dark comic and he yeah. had a, like, it was just like a very like off color sense of humor. Yeah. And I think people, I think it was more jarring because of his character was Danny fucking Tanner. Right. Yeah. But I was like, wait, we just glossed over this for Danny Tanner. Mm-hmm. But Prince Andrew is having his, his Royal Highness title stripped. Rightfully oh, so. Yeah. But he did. point mm-hmm. being, point being, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I don't know much about the accusations against Bob Saget. Um, I do know the accusations against Prince Andrew, um, which are. Yeah, you're really? fucked. Yeah, like he's fucked. Like, really is he Prince fucked. Andrew anymore? Andrew, nope. you're in trouble. He's just Andrew. You're in trouble. Good luck, sir. I mean, actually, good no, luck, not sir. even good luck. I'm not wishing you fucking anything. Like, you deserve to rot in prison. I, yeah, good luck in care. prison. But yeah, I mean, good luck in good prison. Luck, but yeah. <laughs> no, good luck in prison. Okay. Yeah, no, so, I want okay. the worst things to happen to you in there. Have fun. <laughs> Anyways, on to the next topic. Okay, on to the next topic. Sorry, we did like seven minutes on that, but I just we felt did. like I needed to bring that up because I was a little bit concerned. Okay, uh, I feel okay. like we can combine the next two. The next yes. two. Okay, so the next two, which we'll consolidate in one, is um, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonnet split, and MGK and Megan Fox are engaged. So, go. <clears throat> I mean, look, <laughs> MGK and Megan, I actually watched the video content of the proposal. Um, I think they're very much in love with one another. I definitely think that they're soulmates on some deeper level. But for her to then tweet that, like, they drank each other's blood after, I was like, uh, I guess whatever floats your boat, fine. But, like, they continue to be weird, and I kind of love it. But I'm also like, do you really need to publicize that? Okay. <laughs> it, I feel like their whole relationship just feels... Like a publicity stunt. Like, to your point, mm. I would have never known that you drank his fucking blood. That's weird. <laughs> Let's just be very clear. When Angelina did it with Billy Bob Thornton, it mm. was weird. It's still it weird. You don't yeah. have to tell us if you're doing your weird things that you wanted to do. Mm. So if it just feels very, like, attention grabby. You know The what, ring though? is hideous, by the way. Well, also, apparently the meaning is like two, like they're supposed to be like He's twin flames. Oh my god! No, twin flames. Like that's the premise of it. Like with when he got it created. Also, I don't know if you saw MGK's interview with Drew Barrymore because Drew Barrymore has like her own talk show um, where he talks about like how him and Megan got together. And apparently they were doing a movie together, which we all know. And she invited him over to her trailer for lunch, and she was like, "What's up? What's then going they on?" I was like, "Yeah." I, no, no, no. He was like, he was like, I feel really lost. And she was like, well, how can we find you? 
like I feel like it's like too much of a romance for me. I was like, who the fuck wrote this? Like who who wrote this? I want to uh, read this book. A screenwriter <laughs> wrote that because it's I not. Write this. I want to read this book. No, um, no, not my style. Yeah. No interest. Hate them as a couple. I I mean I, I, I hope mean, they're happy. I just think they're annoying. I think I when you have to Megan. like project. Okay. Yeah. See, Sorry. we shouldn't have compiled because oh. yeah, we always go over. <laughs> We haven't even talked about this yet. Okay, wait. So, okay. So. No, I'm sorry. When you have to, like, it's like little dick syndrome. That is L-D-E. Little dick energy. You are, like, why do you have to put all that out there? Be like Pete Davidson. Keep us guessing. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, Keep us guessing. Kind of like that. You know, I I just think. Not my thing. uh, I will say, you know, I love Megan, and I think she's, like, the right level of like weird and spiritual that like I fucking thrive for. But at the same time, yeah, there's some of it that I'm just like, this is clearly overarching. However, we need to talk about Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonnet, which I think a lot of people were surprised about. I was shocked. Um, I was sad. See, this made me sad. Not going to lie. I wasn't sad about a lot of other things. I was distraught about this. Well, there's, I think what killed me was the actual post that they made about this and I'm going to read it it out loud. Oh no. They had like a, I was like, that is how you end in marriage. Like that is like a beautiful, mature way of going about it. So let me read it out loud. Beautiful souls. And I, they really are. See, I think what you think about MGK and Megan Fox is how I feel about them. I mean, look, I don't feel that way about MGK and Megan Fox. I feel that way about Megan Fox, separate of MGK and Megan Fox. <laughs> I like her as a human. Um, I, I like her. I don't know how I feel about them. Yeah. Because yeah. I can see. I have eyes. So, okay, tell me. What was there? <laughs> okay. We have all felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding and our family is of no exception, feeling and growing from the seismic shifts occurring. And so we share our family news that we are parting ways in marriage. We share this not because we think it's newsworthy, but so that as we go about our lives, we may do so with dignity and honesty. The love between us carries on, evolving in ways it wishes to be known and lived. We free each other to be who we are, learning to become, our devotion unwavering to this sacred life and our children. Teaching our children what's possible, living the prayer, may love prevail. Like, goddamn, like that is a <gasps> class fucking act. Oh my gosh. Right? right? Like, if I were to get a divorce, that is the type of shit that I would want to come out with. That is the reaction really? that I want to have on people's souls with how they respond to it. Okay, so I get that. But I think if, like, real talk, if I were to get divorced, I would be like, asshole. Done. Period. Mic drop. Boom. I'm done. Walk yeah. out of the room. But, but I'm like I more like poetic about it. To that. I think. No. But but here's the thing. I feel like, and so this is what I mean when I say like MGK and um and Megan Fox, like they feel so attention grabby. It's like mm. Jason Momoa mm. and Lisa. Is it Bonnet or Bonet? I thought it was Bonet. Bonet. It's Bonet. Sorry, okay. I say Bonnet earlier. Yeah. Um. I feel like they're just so sophisticated and classy on a fucking, they're mm-hmm. like another dimension and plane. And, and, yep. and that came out in that post, right? Like, yeah, that was beautiful and it was mature and it was articulate yeah. and it was romantic. And it was like, How are you romantic when you're getting divorced? 
and like magical. You know what I mean? Where it's like, we still love each other. It's just like, we know that like spiritually, like we are evolving as two separate beings, but we still want to be there for our children. And like the only reason we're doing it so we can like move forward with dignity and honesty and be true to ourselves. Like, holy shit. Like, God damn. Like, I just want to cry for like a day with that post. Okay. So see, that is a beautiful couple. Okay, the next topic, because I feel like we just have to get through this really, really quickly. Um, Drake accused of putting hot sauce in a condom after sex. And go. Uh, Go ahead, please. You take, no, 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 you take this, (laughs) because I saw the, like, meme about plan C, but I didn't understand the context. So why don't you tell us what that is real quick? Girl, girl, girl. Some Instagram model came out and said that she and Drake hooked up like last month or a week or whatever the time frame was and said that um, they had sex. He like, you know, went to the bathroom to throw away the condom. She had ulterior motives, went to go get the condom to like get the sperm from the condom to like impregnate herself. Then all of a sudden she said that she felt like her like vagina was on fire as if it was like lava that was going in. And he came in and told her like, oh yeah, I put hot sauce in the condom to like kill the sperm. And so now it's just become like this whole like meme culture thing where people are like, what in the absolute fuck, Drake? What in the absolute fuck, Drake? What in the absolute, (laughs) like, also, I I don't know if I am impressed or horrified that this influencer wannabe girl, Mm -hmm. I just said that that was me being judgmental and jealous because I'm not an influencer, but like... You, you're openly admitting that you were like, yeah, I slept with a celebrity mm-hmm. to have his baby. Yeah. I actually think good for you, Drake. You've already had a child. Not that I care if it's out of wedlock, but like out of wedlock. So I'm assuming that it maybe wasn't planned. Mm. Um, Because it, it was like a whatever. Anyway. Good for you doing what you have to do because you don't want to be the next Tristan fucking Thompson. Pretty much. And also, on that note, why can't Tristan Thompson wear a condom? I wish I knew the answer to that. That would be pretty much the solution to his downfall consistently, actually. Um, I will say, though, like... Okay. Two minutes, two minutes, or no, 30 seconds. Go. I will say, I don't understand what this influencer was doing. Like, I mean, it's smart, I guess, to have like a celebrity be like the baby daddy because you get child support and use that child support to support you and the kid. You have a child. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, you have a fucking kid. Like, is that really no. what you want, homegirl? But nonetheless, um, <sighs> the whole story is fucking hilarious and the memes that have come out of it are like even more so comical. So that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, no, so, okay, I've, I've been thinking about this, and obviously we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, so yes. to recover from COVID and other things and the holidays and whatever, like, all of these, I feel like athletes tend to do it, but, bro, condoms pull out, and I understand that that's not, like, a foolproof method, but... Still, like, oh, my mother-in-law listens to this. But as somebody who leveraged the pull-out method for like ten fucking years, I don't think you're going to have that many illegitimate children that you don't want or plan for if you at mm-hmm. least try that. Yeah, 
So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, as someone who like doesn't really think about wanting kids or like have a desire for them at the moment, like I just don't understand why that isn't utilized as like the first option. Yeah. Like, I guess have- I just I'm also like I'm also not a dude, and I don't know like what my dick would feel like going raw versus with a condom. I'm sure it feels better raw, but at the same time, it's like sex is sex. But I I can't speak from that experience. So I don't, okay, I don't know. sure, it might. Fe- like, I don't have a penis, but. It might feel a little bit better without a condom, but hey, you know what else feels a lot better? Not having a baby mama times 10. 100%. 100%. Not being responsible for a kid, not going child support. Like, Jesus Christ. I support you, Drake. And you know what? I actually think that all men should take a page out of Beyonce's book. Keep some hot sauce in your bag. Like... (laughs) Swag. No, that was so. That was literally the corniest thing I've said in my life. I loved but, it. I loved you know, it. Honestly, like, I think Drake is onto something. Like, I'm here this, for it. Honestly, come on. Anyway, whatever. We gotta go. We spent more than two and a half minutes, as we promised on it. With that said, uh, on to today's topic. Yes. I'm personally addicted and excited. So. All right. So, um, Maddie, you obviously know because you put me onto the show and I kind of love you. I kind of hate you, but we're talking about Joe Millionaire today. Mind boggling. Okay. Lots of things to talk about. So as many of you may know, um, they, or I guess Fox just rebooted, um, Joe Millionaire, which I thought the show aired 13 years ago. Turns out it aired in 2003. So <laughs> it's actually 18 years ago. Damn. 19 years ago. I'm not thinking <gasps> of math. But anyway, whatever. Almost 20 years ago. And so the idea was that the, it was kind of like a Bachelor, right? Like a mm. Bachelor premise. However, they told all the girls this guy is a millionaire. And so they were all trying to marry a millionaire. Yeah. However, the caveat is that they find out at the end of the season, like when it gets to the proposal, I'm assuming, because I don't know, I was like four, no, I was like 12 when this came out, 14, again, I'm not good at math, Um, but anyway, that they basically lied to all of these women, and the guy was actually really broke or poor, and I don't know, inflation's a thing these days. But I looked it up, and I believe that his W-2 the year prior was $19,000. So, no, again, it's like, like, I don't know. I know that, like, our concept of what is wealthy versus poor is a little bit skewed. But that doesn't sound – like, I don't think 18 years would – yeah, okay. Anyway, so $19,000, right? So, meanwhile, they think that this guy's a multimillionaire. Fine. Okay, so the thing about this season, which it's wild that they, like, rebooted it 20 years later, and it's only the second Mm. season. Um, But basically, this time around, there are two men, one of which is very wealthy with a um, net worth of over $10 million, and the second one who does not have that, which I have thoughts on that later. Um, And so the idea is that the women know that one of them is rich and one of them is not, but mm. from this get go, but they don't know who it is. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I'll look, just leave you know, it there. What got me to watch this show was honestly the ads, because at first I was like, "Oh, it's like another Bachelor-ish type show that I could get into." But I love the crazy premise of there being two men, and like one is poor, one is rich, but like, like 
like, like you don't know who is who and like, how do actually, how do they keep the secret throughout the show? Cause I'm, you know, as women, we're all fucking PIs. Let's be real. As we all know, when one of our friends is dating someone, we will like go down like the search path and find out exactly every single fucking thing about them. Like how many aunts they have, how many cousins, how many nieces, how many nephews. Um, so it's like, type. exactly. Like, so it's like, you know. how do they keep that a secret when they're talking to these, like, these women are going to ask questions and these men are going to be like answering them obliviously, not realizing like what the premise of the question is or what the actual intent of the question is. So I don't even know how they're able to really keep it a secret that the show. Well, that's one of the, not topics, but I guess plot twists, right? Where one of yeah. the women that they cast in the show oh, yes. follows the rich guy. And yeah. so they literally had to kick her off day one. She was also very annoying. I hated her she outfit. Was. Sequins and cowboy boots. I don't know. I don't own cowboy boots. I don't get cowboy boots. But still, she needed though, to go. How the fuck did, like, the producers not have this already down on lock? You know what I mean? Like, how was this intentional? Was scripted, Maddie. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, was it scripted or was it like they actually didn't scripted. make this fuck up? Okay. So it was scripted no, then. That was scripted. To create some 100%. initial drama in the beginning. Well, I, I think it was also just to like drive home how important it was to the men that they dated women who didn't know them, didn't know anything about them. But more importantly, like it's not about money. Fair enough. Also, with that said, though, I I knew the pretty boy. They're both pretty in their own ways, but I knew like the Botox pretty looking boy. I don't think he had Botox. Maybe he has. I don't know. I knew he was the rich one. I was like, oh, you are too perfect. Since we're talking about this now, because uh, when when you were texting me that, I was like, I am not on the same page with you. Who do you find the most attractive out of Kurt and Steven? Steven's body is nicer. Really? I think so. He's a little more, like, buff. Kind of like it. Interesting. Okay. Okay. But he looks shorter. Apparently, they're like the same height or just about. I don't know. He looks shorter yeah. than Kurt. I think Kurt is better looking. Like yeah, he's I, more. Yeah, they're different. And, I think Steven's pretty. I think Kurt mm-hmm. is like hot. Yeah, I think Kurt. Kurt's more my type. But I also like the long hair on guys. And I hate it. Really, I fucking hate. Every time Pierre's hate. up for a haircut, I always have to like persuade him. Like, why don't you just like grow it out a little bit? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. No. Um, I nope. think he's the more attractive nope. one, personally. I agree. I think he could use some Botox. He's like, he's got a, like, crow's feet, which, don't get me wrong, we all do. Also, Kurt is my age. To yeah, I know. He's 32. He looks Steven's like he's 47. Yeah, he does. He does. I will give you that. Uh-huh. Yeah. He does look older. I don't know. Um, so also, okay, wait. So I also knew that Steven was rich just by looking at, or by hearing he was a rancher. Because if you remember, Chris Souls from The Bachelor a hundred thousand years ago was mm-hmm. a farmer, and he was rich as fuck. Because farmers yeah. are rich. He might be a cowboy. He might like a honky tonk, but that doesn't mean that they don't have wealth. Yeah, I actually I am into this like. Southern farmer boy type spiel too. I'm into it. Why not? Um, Actually, okay. So, like, considering that we've already watched like two episodes of this show so far, what are your sentiments thus far? My sentiments are 
filler has a limit. That's like my number one. I'm not kidding. You. <laughs> oh I feel God. like they maybe like He's figured out me. the angles for episode two because it didn't look as severe. Yeah. But I felt like season one, all I could look at was filler. Filler. Yeah. And I don't mean to be an asshole, but like, so some of the women are stunning. Mm. Absolutely stunning. And some of them I was just like, oh, that's a lot of filler. Yeah. And I have filler. Um, I remembered when Pierre and I were watching the first episode, I was like, uh, yeah, a lot of these women have their lips um, filled. Lips. And I was like, pretty much most of them do. I mean, but that was like my initial reaction. And then I saw more of the women and I was like, oh, okay. So this is like filler galore, which like, look, no shame in their game. Do whatever makes you happy at the end of the day. But I was like, whoa, that's, that's, that's like the percentage of women who are utilizing filler on this show are are quite exponential. Filler to that degree. Yeah, like there's yeah, yeah. like the natural look, and then there's the like, I can't move my face, and it's like it's just not good. And and again, um, I love filler. I want more. However, yeah. there like you guys need to go <laughs> to new doctors who will tell you when you've hit that point. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, let's not shame um, fellow women. Um, I also think that I, Kurt's kind of a loser. I'm sorry. Wait, did you say he just doesn't know how to behave. He's the yeah. hotter one, but he's just like so awkward. And maybe it's because he's like, fuck, I'm broke, I'm poor. Also, I have thoughts on that. As somebody who has just done a renovation and had a contractor here yesterday, contracting mm. companies make bank. He's not poor. So that's he's what I was saying. I was like, he's not poor. He also just started his company too, from what I understood in the beginning. So like maybe they're trying to like soften the blow to the woman at the end of like, oh yeah, like he's not the ten million dollar one, but like he's, he's got also a couple like, hundred thousand, like yeah, in the he's bank. got potential. He's got potential, I think. Yeah, um, I mean he's not making nineteen grand a year is what I mean. I will also say, like, since we're talking about money here, since the whole premise of the fucking show is money, um, Fox really skipped out on this fucking show. And let me tell you why. So Um, they're in in Gainesville, Florida. uh, First off, yes. But also, secondly, this is what killed me. So after watching the first episode, as you know, I went on Twitter and did a couple of like my meme based things and um, a couple of women. Thrived. A couple of the women on the show actually retweeted um, our tweets. And on top of that, one of them, the one who had a, who basically broke down during the cotillion night, I can't remember her name. Rachel. She, it made me very she uncomfortable. Went off on Twitter. On us? Like, she, no, 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 not when on I didn't us. see like, that. No, she went off on her Twitter page. Oh. Um, and she basically was just like, they took all of this out of context. Like there was a reason why I was upset, blah, 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 which of course we understand because producer manipulation, we all know this, but what cracked me up the fucking most was that she tweeted out, it's the using Andre bottles of champagne and putting on Dom labels for me. And I was like, bitch. What? what? And 
<laughs> I know. I know. I was like, she did it. And so I actually went and but rewatched episode one and episode two when he's no, they having, when he's having dinner with that other girl one-on-one and you look at the bottle that he's pouring the champagne out, you can see clearly that they've put a Dom label on top You're of lying. another label. I'm a hundred percent on facts. Go check it out. Wait, and I was wait. like, <gasps> I couldn't no. believe it. So like Fox, like you, they could have just gotten like a subpar label of like champagne or had the champagne poured out and like put the bottles to the Shandon. side, something, yeah, no yes. something along those lines, but they did not do that. What they did was took Dom labels and Wait, put I'm it dead. on cheap ass bottles of champagne. Yeah. Wait, yeah. On. Is that legal? I don't know. I don't know. All I can tell you is this shit was hilarious. And when it comes to a, like a show called Joe Millionaire and y'all are doing some like shady ass shit like that, and I'm I just I have to laugh. I have to laugh. And the fact that she called it the fuck out on Twitter. Well, she looked like a couldn't. No she offense, did. Rachel, but she like, did. no, hey, not a fool, but you look. The producers did her dirty. <sighs> yeah, basically. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Yeah, it didn't look good. Um, but wait, I'm dead. <laughs> I know, I know. I also, was I don't hate. I drank Andre in college. It was like three ninety five at Walmart when I was in Florida. Yeah, girl, look, I'm I'm all a here lot. for it. Look, we all drink two buck chuck. You know what I mean? Like you do until I found out there's carcinogens. Yes, or arsenic. Oh, I didn't know about that, but I'm sure. I mean, there are like mm-hmm. levels of arsenic even in apple juice that you give kids, like I certain drink percentages. Water. I just drink water. Um, But no, I just thought it was wild that she called that out. And like the fact that I could actually see it on the show too, like Fox was not even trying to hide it at this point. Like I was like, okay, so you guys are trying to give the optics of richness, but really y'all just look even cheaper than if you had just gotten like Shandon or Moe or something else. I was cracking up. That's amazing. You could have even okay. gotten cooks. Like, who cares? It's just like the fact that you just end up with the label on it. I can't. Anyway. Mianetto, get La Marca. Like, there are right? options, friends. Prosecco, friends. Who but cares? I'm dead. Oh um, my God, that's amazing. I don't know how I missed that because I've been very on top of like TMZ, yeah. Us Weekly. I've been on top of it and I didn't see that, but that's that's fabulous. Okay. I also think like the premise of the show and this is like my intellectual side coming out of like love or money what's more important because as you all know <sighs> kurt has a very interesting relationship with caroline or carolyn um she's been married before she has a child um but he's like he was like in love with her from the get-go like from the get-go full on into her um, and especially in the second episode where she talks about like him, she thinks that he's the millionaire and that like, that would be really great for her and her kids. And I know a lot of people are like loving the premise of like the gold digger and catching the gold digger in the act within the show. So like, what is more important, love or money? What do you think? I think if you're going on a show named Joe Millionaire, probably money. Mm. I, I actually think, don't know what the show was was pitched as before they like, joined. Like, was it like a too hot to handle situation where they tell them that you're gonna go like have a lot of sex on a show, and then they're mm. like, "JK can't have sex." Um, maybe I don't know. I I th- okay. I know there are a couple of girls. I don't know their names. The only ones that I know are Rachel because she cried a lot, Carolyn. Yeah. Because Kurt is all up on her dick. Yeah. That's literally the only two that I know. Um, mm-hmm. 
but a couple of them I've seen in like the the previews or whatever, like the confessionals, where they're like, "Look, if you say that you don't give a shit about money, you're lying." And I'm like, "Fair, fair point." So I think everyone <laughs> wants you want that, right? Like it, we mm. would be lying profusely if we said that we would be okay living like in less than a. In an ideal situation, right? Like, I'm not going to lie. When I first met you, I've told this story before. When I first met Mark, I think he was making, you know, $76,000 a year. And I thought that was like, I was like, oh my God, he's a millionaire. Did that make me like him a little bit more? Maybe. Maybe. Because I was like, oh, this guy's rich. He's going to take care of me. You know, like he can, he can pay for dinner. And it's, look, if you put it this way. Girls who want to be the sugar mama, girls mm. who are okay with like, oh, I just love him and we can figure it out. You are a better woman than me. That is all I'm going to say. I mean, what I'm going to be honest. What are your thoughts on this? I'm about to reset women's rights and equality back by like 100 years right now with what I'm about to say. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, look, my end goal is honestly to be a trophy wife. I just want to sit at home and not have to work. Like, who aspires to fucking work at the end of the day? Like, I want space to be able to figure out what it is that I want to fucking do. So to have someone who will take care of me, why not? Okay, but I think that's a very important thing to note. I think there's a difference between being, like, a gold digger. I just want to, like, sit by the pool and take pictures and Mm -hmm. be an influencer and have the ability to do so versus... I want to do something that matters to me. Yeah. So there's that's two ability versus like gold digger. I think there are two very different, very, two very different things. So one is like on a subconscious, like decision-making um, level related to women's sort of biological desire. You want someone who's not only fit from like um, a biological reproductive standpoint, Can you give also you babies. want someone. Yes, exactly. But you also want someone who's going to be able to provide for you and your young. So even on a subconscious level, you are looking at that. And money Hell in yeah. our certain society is a way to be able to provide for you and your young. So, I mean, Wait, it's also kind of funny. way? So the other thing too is like, it's not even the other way. It's just more so like my perspective on this is like, I actually don't find a problem with the concept of a gold digger. Like I know a lot of people shit on it within our society of like a woman who's after money, but realistically, I think that there are certain like roles and expectations. Like if you're a gold digger, someone who's going to be with someone due to money, then there are certain things that you were also provide. It's a transaction. You know what I mean? And I think also- it's a sugar when Sugar kind daddy, kind of to a degree, yes. Um, but even I think outside just, of like, that, referencing previous episodes, left and right, and I'm digging it. Right? Hashtag here for it. Um, yeah, I mean, like we've talked about sugar da- babies and sugar daddies, and I think this is like a new breed all on its own, right? The concept of the infamous gold digger. Um, but like, what is a gold digger really? It's just a woman whoa, who's whoa, like, I excuse won't. me, gold finder. As one of the girls from the show mentioned, yes, yes, um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, flagging that. Thank you, correcting me, gold finder. I, just, I do think that that rolls off the tongue a little bit nicer. So, just wanted to put that out there, gold I finder. Like I like that. I like that. You know, um, I mean, we've seen a lot of them on this show thus far. Like a lot of them do talk about like the importance of being with someone who has money, which I don't. 
killing them, honestly. As someone who's like worked their entire life and been like financially independent, I'm over this shit. Kinda. Like I'm definitely over this shit. Like find me a sugar daddy, take care of me. Thank you very much. But also realistically, like what is a gold digger? It's basically someone who like wants financial security provided to her by a mate. I don't necessarily find a problem with that. And I think people tend to villainize women who are like, you know what? By the way, I love it. I think men tend to tend to villainize women who are like out for their money. When in actuality, it's like, we also live in a world where a woman makes 75 cents to every dollar that a man makes. And in actuality, I think that it's important to note that like this society is built for, I mean, not to quote a song, but it's a man's world. Right? So okay. it's like, why not like take advantage of it to a degree? Okay, so I understand everything that you're saying. Mm. I disagree a little bit in what I how I define a gold digger. Mm. For me, it's not just about finding somebody that can take care of you financially. Mm. Okay. I think gold digger is somebody who is not interested in any kind of like romantic connection with somebody and it is purely for the cash or whatever or for the money it's it's like i feel like i want to say it's like a sugar baby but it's 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 more transactional i think it's the way i see it in my Mm. head where it's like if you're like oh yeah i just gotta like date this guy or sleep with this guy or whatever it is that's a fair point I'll get X out of it. So it's fine. It's it's like purely transactional and has nothing to do with any kind of emotion, romanticism. That's how I think of it. And so I think it's a little trashier because like, sorry, not to cut you off. I think like wanting to find somebody who can provide for you, Mm. whether you're a guy, girl, whatever, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think to your point, like, like for me... I love the idea that I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this guy's a millionaire. In my head, it was a millionaire, right? I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's a millionaire. Like, we, we'll have fun, blah, 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 blah. We'll never have to worry. Like, I don't know. I think it was like, we talked about this earlier today. Like, it's more about, like, like security, stability, less mm-hmm. about, like, I'll get X because he has Y. It was. I mean. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, look, I have, I think it's a spectrum. I think that there are women who are just as you say, and that is the typical definition that people will vilify in regards to being a, um, a uh, gold digger. But I also think that there are like various shades of this. Um, and so for me, it's just, I just find the concept of pushing back on this concept of a gold digger. Like if a dude wants to take care of, like wants me to take care of the house and whatnot, like I would expect him to fucking provide for me financially, et cetera. For example, like I think it's a, a balancing act to a degree. Um, yeah, no, it is a balancing act. I, but what is the line between a gold digger and a homemaker? Or what is the line? Like there's so much terminology around Mm -hmm. like women that are benefiting off of men so like trophy wife gold digger sugar baby like all of these things and like you don't really have a male equivalent to it which i think is interesting no i actually think the male equivalent is stay-at-home dad oh fair 
I mean, what's the percentage of stay-at-home dads, though? And also, there's not the any brain. negative connotations. <laughs> there's no also there's no negative connotations Correct. to stay-at-home dad either. I was just gonna say, I don't know if there's no negative connotations, but I think the ne- like the connotations. Oh, here it's we go. more like okay, she's a badass and mm-hmm. can provide, so he stays home. It's weird, mm-hmm. but fine. Whereas, like, oh, she's just a stay-at-home mom. She clearly has no skills. Um, yeah. Well, here's the thing. In 2016, dads made up 17% of all stay-at-home parents in the U.S., up from 10% in 1989, according to Pew Research Center. Over the last 50 years, dads as a group became much more active parents. But still, like, (laughs) 17%, like, when you think about it, Like when also when there's like now a lot more women who are in the workforce and a lot more like dual income households, I just find it like interesting that it's only 17% of dads are staying at home. Um, But also, like I said, not much negative connotation that comes with that in comparison to being called like a trophy wife. Like you're seen as like the dumb bimbo who's staying at home just to look pretty while your husband makes the money. You know what I mean? No, like, 100%. Or a gold digger. It's like you're literally just using this man for his money. Or a sugar baby where it's like, once again, you're using this man for his money. You know? Like, when yes. you say stay-at-home dad, you're literally just like, oh, it's just a guy who stays at home and takes care of the kids. Yeah. So, fun, <laughs> funny story about the term trophy wife. I didn't know what it meant. Oh, interesting. When I was in high school. Mm. I don't know. I didn't heard that before. I didn't know any trophy wives, right? And... One of, I think it was one particular person, Dylan, in case you listen, you definitely don't, but let's just say you do. Hi, Dylan, um, who was like one of my friends in high school. He used to tell me all the time, like, Alina, like, can't wait for you to be a trophy wife. And so I heard the word trophy and, you know, I was like, oh, and I literally would be like, thank you so much. That is the biggest compliment anyone could give me because I, I assumed it was like, oh, you're like going to make someone really happy one day or like you're hot, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out that was actually an insult to my intelligence. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In that context, it was an insult to my intelligence. And like literally, I, I actually think he wrote in my high school yearbook, oh like, God. can't wait for you to be a trophy wife. Something like that, right? Mind you, he grew up in a different demographic than I did. He grew up in a demographic where, like, trophy wives were a thing. Mm. And then I went to college, and I found out what that meant. That's so funny. And I'm not going to lie. I wasn't necessarily mad. I was more like, Mm. oh, you actually thought I was dumb? I was a little bit like, oh, that kind of sucks, but, like, whatever. Like, I can like, still be smart, but also be a trophy wife. Like, if I don't want to be caught in a fucking rat race that, like, also doesn't make sense from, like, the way that we are designed as humans, that just means, actually, that I'm quite intelligent and I just want to stay at home and, like, have someone else take on the level of patience that is required to be within said, said rat race. Also, <laughs> I'm secure enough in myself, mm-hmm. personally, to be able to say, hell yeah, I'll stay the fuck home. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that, to go back to the point earlier, right, like, it's so frustrating how there's a negative connotation about that. It's like, why? 
why is it bad for me to say that like my partner or my husband or my wife or whatever it is is mm-hmm. successful enough that I can say home or why is it bad for me to say, hey, I'm in a position where my partner, husband or wife doesn't have to work. So fuck that. Anyway, we're clearly not in that world because I work. Um, but no, it was just like really I work funny too. Intel. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's like, and then so I feel like that was why you know getting into the tech industry a hundred thousand mm-hmm. years ago and whatever and like that whole journey was so important to me because I was like, this is people literally thought that I was just going to be a gold digger, that I was just going to find somebody who took care of me because I wasn't smart enough to do that. That is kind of crazy to me that like people had that perception of you because I I don't know, like I've only known you through work. Um, and then of course we developed like a very deep friendship beyond Mm -hmm. that. But, um, I don't know how to say ableism, but I don't know what it means. (laughs) I Google that. I mean, I will say you have moments, but like, no, I would never, ever, ever like assume that of you. Or like even mm. when we were first interacting with, with one another, I never had that assumption at all. So, and I know that you would yeah. jokingly say like, "Oh, I'm just waiting to be a fucking trophy wife," like jokingly. But I never jokingly, but real. <laughs> yeah, but jokingly, but real. Yes, but, joking, but like but never joking, with yeah. the nugget of connotation of like you are not smart enough to handle it yourself. So that's so yeah. weird that people had that perception. Back to mm. Joe Millionaire. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I okay, but. Okay, so we just went on this whole rampage mm-hmm. about how it's okay to want somebody who's financially stable. Yeah. Why are we then judging these girls? Because I judge them. I'm like, bitch, I think for me, I'm more like, don't say it out loud on television. Yeah, but I think that's the whole thing why? is it's like they're really hamming it up on TV. And I'm not judging them for like wanting someone who's secure. I think it's... The way that producers are kind of, I think, manipulating the content to make them seem like hardcore gold diggers, like that's all that they care about. When in actuality, like for Carolyn, for example, she has a kid to worry about. So I can understand why she would want someone who's more maybe financially secure. But these women are coming out like, oh, he's the millionaire. Like I need him to be rich, blah, 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 blah. When it's like, oh, I would just like to have someone who's financially secure. What I also think is interesting too is a lot of these women are already secure in and of themselves. Like watching the second episode, the girl who... Attorney slash bottle girl. girl. Stop. I no. was like, wait, how does that even work? I was like, how does that work? I was but like, also, girl, you can't do that. But also, how does how did you get like a thirteen million dollar settlement too? Why do you still need to be a bottle girl? I mean, I guess it's like if it's what you love doing, sure. But like from what I've seen of like the people who make fun of like being a bottle girl themselves, like it doesn't seem like an enjoyable. I was a bottle girl. It's not enjoyable. You get your ass grabbed. You have to dress, like, maybe in a way that you don't love. Like, I had Mm. to wear lingerie to work effectively. I didn't have the body for it. So, maybe that's why I don't like it. Stop. (laughs) No, really. Um, No, but the the, the point is, is, like, I don't know. Her story is a little suspect to me. Reason being, it's like, No. No. Also, also, I have lots of friends or attorneys, as we know. Yeah. Not a single one of them would be caught dead because they know what can yeah. happen and, like, On these how shows. you can discover shit about people, whatever. They would yeah. never. I should have asked them this before we recorded this episode, but, like, 
that is so risky to your profile and your persona as someone which kind of goes back to like our Erica Jane episode. It's like, why is she still recording Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, knowing that she's in the middle of like a court case, for example? Well, I think she needed the money. But yeah, now she's like an ambassador for Savage Fenty. She has her own wig line. Like she can make money other ways. And also she has like her book money and all of this other shit too. Yeah, but she also knew that she was going, I I guarantee you she knew going Mm. through this, she can Mm. demand, I don't even know how many X what she's currently making. Fair enough. Because Because she was bringing in the drama. drama. I will continue to bring the drama. Fair enough. But no. Um, yeah, no, sorry. I just, I, I, I don't think it's feasible. Also, I know a lot of, I, I know a lot of attorneys. I'm sure you do too. Mm. They don't have time to work until 2 a.m. or 4 a.m. So I'm suspect. I will also say, because I know we're talking about it from the perspective of the females, but I also think it we should maybe like take a turn, because you know I love playing devil's advocate, a.k.a. to okay. piss everyone off by playing both sides. Um, I think it's also interesting that these guys are like, yeah, like I want to be with a woman who isn't just with me for money, who like actually loves me for me, which, A, I, like the best way to do that is to like not be on a show, I, I don't know, and to like have this whole process filmed and clearly know that it's about like, reality TV and then what about The Bachelor? Views? Just go on The Bachelor. Um, it's, just not money. <laughs> it's not about money. It's not about money. But also, like, secondly, I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, when you think of the concept of... Because I think I've shared this with you before. Like, when Pierre and I met the first night, he didn't buy me a drink. And then the next day when we, like, met up for lunch, he didn't pay for my lunch. In and out. In and out, by the way. In and out. Like, it wasn't even anything any serious. And, like, I later found out for him it's because, like, when he first came to the U.S. and, like, started paying for girls' drinks and, like, you know, paying for lunches and going on these dates, like, these women would ghost him. And so it was almost like a PTSD for him or, like, a trauma for him of, like, is she just using me to, like, you know, for me, like, pay for her drinks and pay for her lunch? Or is she, yeah, like, actually the answer interested is yeah. in me? The answer is yeah. And you want to know why? Because yeah. a lot of guys <laughs> use us for ass. Exactly, a hundred fucking percent. If you ask me, (laughs) Um, I mean, I clearly we're both biased because we understand the perspective of the female. But it's also kind of interesting, I think, to shift gears and think about it from the perspective of a male. Like, I run the position of money. Um, And mind you, I've worked with people who have money, and this is kind of like one of the things that they are kind of sensitive to like, is a woman with me because of like my name and and my net worth or is a woman with me because of, you know, the fact that she's actually interested in me. Um, I feel like I would like, that would be like a mind fuck for me. But don't you think they're kind of mutually exclusive? (laughs) Exclusive at this point. Um, Don't you think it's kind of mutually exclusive? Why do I struggle with this? Mutually exclusive. Um, Because I feel like the experience that you can give a woman, whether that... And look, I'm not saying this is 100% of the time, but right? Like, I imagine the experience that somebody who can go to... I'm trying to think of a really expensive restaurant right now. You know, why am I struggling? The polo lounge... Yeah. Every day mm-hmm. and does that versus somebody who can afford in and out. Mm. 
And I'm not saying that that should make your relationship any different. I'm not, or Mm. no, scratch that. I am saying that that should make your, or that may make your relationship different. I'm saying that like that shouldn't make the love that you have for someone any different, but I do think that like the experience is really different. And so it can, it can just manifest itself in another way. I don't know. I think that that's difficult though, because if like biologically there's like a subconscious level of us that is determining whether or not someone we're willing to give them a chance if they can provide for us, right? Like not well, yeah, only are they attractive, but like that's the thing though is like is it really gold digger if it's like even on a subconscious biological level, like biology over years and years and years of evolution of the human like body and the human genome is telling us that we need to find a partner who's able to sustain our offspring and us. Is that really making them a gold digger or is that just like human nature? Look, I think there's different. If you're like, I need someone with seven figures plus in their bank account. Yes. Fair enough. I think if you're like, I want somebody that can afford to not live in a car. Yeah. Let's wait. So like, I actually don't know if you know the story and can't believe I'm about to admit this publicly. Um, but when I was back in college, there was this guy that I was like talking to mm-hmm. and we were talking for a while. And like, he was like, Oh, what are you doing? I'm coming or like, I'll come to New York for new year's one year and blah, blah, blah. Fine. So he came, like he met my mom. And mind you, like, it wasn't even, like, a physical thing at all. Um, But I think I just, like, liked the idea because he was, like, really smart and blah, 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 blah. Maddie, this guy was homeless. He, no, no, no. I mean, like, like, in all things, like, your luck. Like, I'm sorry. No, no, like, I'm not kidding. He was, so, wait, the interesting thing is now, now, doing what I do for a living, he was, like, a software engineer and, like, could code and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was homeless, (laughs) stole my Adderall, my prescription of Adderall. Stop. Wait, yeah, yeah. And, like, so my point being... I don't know where I was going with this, but like my point being is that I don't know, actually don't know where I was going, <laughs> but 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 like I guess what I'm trying to say is like I thought like okay this person like fine I was stupid and didn't realize like you didn't have a hope I don't know got it but, like as well, in like, like you still had an interest in this person because of their potential I think is more so well, the no, thing it, that we're going for it was their potential but it was also like the idea like okay like you're really smart like you work mm. in xyz I'm not gonna go into detail but like yeah but like what you thought day. is like at the end of the day they were still homeless and like weren't applying themselves and therefore your reality could have been very Wait, different sorry, no. no 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 you were stealing from me you were stealing my yeah. medication yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. so that's pretty low it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, the bar wild. was real low at one point in my life. <laughs> God damn, Alina. <laughs> I love this also, story. This is the like- last prescription of Adderall I ever had because I never went back to the doctor. So that is crazy. As I sit here, I'm like, cr- yeah. Um, no, um, but like. I don't know. I, I I just think there's a balance. I think that like if you're somebody who's like, hey, you need seven figure net worth, mm. and I'm not willing to contribute anything, that's a problem. Mm. Whereas you know like 
other situations where it's like we do not have a seven-figure net worth, but we are we share the same goals and whatever, and like I'm willing to contribute yeah. or whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be millions, right? The goal is for it to be millions, yes. But yeah, I know I get what you're saying. It doesn't have to be. Not everybody <laughs> has that. I personally do. But that's because I, I want a lot of fillers and plastic surgery. Oh, I just like want to get like nip tucked everywhere and then just be like the pretty trophy. But this is what I'm saying is I'm taking women's rights back by a hundred fucking years. Because as someone who is college educated, one of the top tier schools, like dual degrees, like I have like two bachelors. I have none I've worked of these in things, tech. By the way, going and, like, for me, <laughs> I literally have, like. I'm like over it. I'm telling you, as like a woman who has made it in the world, I'm fucking okay. over it. Bring me a sugar daddy. Wait, can I ask you a question? Thank Why you. does that mean that you are taking it back a hundred years? I think that you have the. Oh, that's a good question. You have the ability to say, mm. I, want I want it. I'm good, I'm thanks. Good. I'm I good, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I but got it's my like. my equity vest. We're okay. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like I want someone to take care of me because, like, even though like my equity vest, yeah. like, I'm nowhere near like what someone you know, like I want someone to be able to provide me without stressing about finances because at some point the equity that is vested will run out at some point. You well, PNSG, I mean? let's get the fuck on it. No, I'm joking. No, 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 no. I get that, right? Obviously, I get that. But my point being, like, why does that equate to I am taking feminism? back. Why does that? Yeah. I think the fact that you are at liberty though, to say, I don't want that is feminism. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, I love that. Oh my God. Look at you. I love this. Yes. I think because we live in such a about myself. (laughs) No, it's because we live. (laughs) I love you so much. But why? I don't know. I think there's just like a polarization right now, even politically. Like when you say feminism, there's like sort of dictated, a dictated narrative around what that really means. When in actuality, being a feminist is just like giving a woman like the choice to be able to pick and choose what she wants. Um, So I agree with you wholeheartedly. Thank you for putting that into perspective for me because I feel like in this culture that we're in, there is this sort of like cautiousness that, or like a line that we have to toe when in actuality, like you right, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I want to be a gold digger if I could. (laughs) I will say out of like researching or like reading more about this, um, I found, and you can call me a nerd, Phil. I would just say call me a nerd now so you can get out of your system. No, hilariously, there's an actual study out there that was completed by two mathematicians who were males um, where they were looking okay. at the premise of gold diggers um, and they used a mathematical model to simulate various like courtship conditions um, and they determined which types of gifts resulted in the males getting the most sex without getting taken advantage of by quote unquote gold diggers. And you know what the result was? Like if a guy wants to sleep with an attractive woman but avoid getting taken advantage of by gold diggers, he should offer an expensive gift that is worthless to the woman outside of her interactions with the dude. So what does that really mean? Yeah, I was like, I don't understand that. Speak in in normal terms. Ableism people terms. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's my favorite fucking thing now. Um, apparently, if a dude like pays for a trip, like a shared trip with a girl, like that is considered um, gold like digger status. No, 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 no. Not even gold digger. That, that's actually preferred. Like if a guy doesn't want to be taken advantage of and actually wants to get laid, versus if he were to buy her yeah, a car. Yeah, in a hotel room with this guy, you feel like exactly. Or like going out to dinner together or like going out to dinner together. So basically when it's like shared things, um, doesn't necessarily have to be like a trip, but like shared moments or things that are considered worthless outside of her interaction with the dude. Um, okay. uh, Because I think it lends more to like doing activities together. So therefore like, you know, you feel, I guess, more complied to have sex with them. Yeah. Well, you're also just like, I have to, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. By the so way, feel I've like, never mm. felt obligated to have sex with a man for anything. Let's be very clear about that. But I'm like putting myself <laughs> in the shoes of somebody who might do that. But I will Speaking also of, say, like, it's kind Mario of fucking taken me wild. Trip that he's paid for? I don't think so. I'm gonna have to have words with him after this. Oh, please do. Also, I just think it's fucking wild that like two dudes, like clearly who fucking hurt you that you took university research money to actually do a fucking research <laughs> so and like confused. model, like create like a mathematical model to simulate the courtship conditions that would most likely get you fucking laid without being Wait, taken advantage of. Prove this budget? <laughs> I like, I thought it was, I was reading through this and I was like, is this a joke? And I actually read through the entire thing and I was like, nope, it is actually not a joke. <laughs> Oh, okay. I mean, the world that we live in. So, the world okay, so, that we live in. So, long story short, if you want to get laid, make sure she's involved in the yeah. gift. Exactly. If you like, want to be friends, go buy her a bag, a car. Exactly. exactly. A tennis bracelet. Exactly. 100%. If someone wants to buy me a tennis bracelet and you're not getting anything to return. And apparently that's like, okay, I'm open is all I'm saying. Is all you're saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, I will say I'm kind of excited for the upcoming episodes of the show. And I feel like what's interesting is that Fox is getting the participants to be very active on social media and on I know Twitter. they're engaging with us. That says something. So. <laughs> Which is very different. Like the CEO of the production company interacted with us on Twitter, which I thought was wild. So it's like clearly they're very gung ho with making this like popular because clearly there's some PTSD over the fact that the first like season back in 2003 didn't do well. Um, so I think it's interesting from like a social media perspective, they're utilizing a very different model. Because when we think about The Bachelor, like everyone has to keep quiet until, you know, the show airs and even afterwards you can't really say anything. Um, While in actuality, like this is kind of doing the complete fucking opposite. And I'm Um, loving it. I'm here for it. Seriously, but I'm really interested to see next. Did you see the uh, promo for next week's episode or the trailer for next week's episode? No, I didn't get to finish it. Oh my God. Apparently one of the girls is having like a sexual relationship with one of the producers. producer. I'm so excited. It's about to blow the fuck up. I cannot wait. Um, And then also on top of that, like, this show is airing around the same time as The Bachelor. Yeah, so I'm not going to lie. I had no intentions of watching this. Mm. I'm mad at you Mm. for getting me involved in this situation, but... I was watching it, and I, I've, I have actually, like, pinged people at work, and I'm like, by the way, 
If you haven't, you should. You I'm should. like, it's it's a dumpster fire. You might get dumber. <laughs> but that's okay because you're following this and like you're invested. And I think it's great. I think Kurt, I think you're a very nice man. Oh, 100%. I think he's a sweetheart. No, I think he's really nice, but he's got no game. Yeah. He's so awkward. And it's like, I get it, you're poor in this context, but like. Can we also just talk about the fact that like, it's clearly obvious like he's all in on Carolyn. Like he hasn't kissed any other woman yet. He hasn't been like involved with any other woman. Yeah. It's like very much like, um, what's her face? True, but still, I mean, on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, they're not really allowed to showcase, like, who their favorite is. Um, Like, it has to be pretty even keeled. But I know, I know, but still, I'm just talking about, like, the precedent, except for What's-Her-Face's season, where she chose um, What's-His-Face early on, and then they brought on Taysha to finish the season. Oh, my God, Claire. Claire, yes, where I was like, oh my God, she really can't get up off this dude's stick. Like, we don't even have a season anymore because it's obvious. And I feel like that's what's happening with Kurt right now, where it's almost like we don't have a season with you. Like, pretty much it's all about Steven figuring out because, like, Kurt is all in on Carolyn at this point. Yeah. Other than the fact that he's, like, worried about the fact that she has a kid and she's been in a previous marriage. But I think he's... He's a loser. I'm going to go ahead and say it. And he has no game. And I'm over him. And I don't want to watch you. And Steven is so nice. I think they both are nice. I just... I feel like Kurt is a little boring. Because it's like he's already picked his woman. You're very boring. That's... Yeah. Like, you should have at least kept it, like, somewhat mysterious. You know? Kept us guessing who you were going to pick. But you didn't even play the game. You were like, oh, I like her. And I'm going for her. I was actually thinking that. Like, these people have not been media trained. And they... And actually, Mm. I think that, like, whoever is, like, cutting the... Like, the producers and whoever's cutting the episodes and editing are doing a very poor job. Oh, 100%. Because you could have cut all that out, right? Like, episode one, episode two. He could have been like, I like Caroline. Caroline. But then Mm -hmm. episode two, you could have maybe, like, I don't know, not showcased. I We got some amateurs. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited to see what happens. I'm all in. Yeah. Same Um, here. Not so much just like that, but. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean. We'll have like another. Clearly, we're we're already all in on doing these reviews, and um, and I think at least for the couple of last episodes, we may do like review with friends. I think that's appropriate. Would love, would love that because yeah. I think you and I have. It's obvious where we stand. <laughs> yes, correct. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 